In our gospel lesson today, Jesus responds to a question by giving the chief priests and elders two less than perfect options. They ask Jesus, by what authority are you doing these things, these teachings and healings? Of course, Jesus doesn't answer the question, at least not directly. If Jesus tells them his authority comes from heaven, they can arrest him for blasphemy. So instead, he tells them if they answer his question, he'll answer theirs. Did John the Baptist come from heavenly or human origin? Matthew explains the trickiness of this question. If they say from heaven, Jesus can rebuke them for not believing him. But if they say from human origin, all of the people who revere John as a prophet will be furious. There's no good answer. So what else can they say, but we don't know? Jesus asked them another question, this one in the form of a parable. A man with two sons asked them each to go to work in the vineyard. The first said he wouldn't go and later changed his mind and went. The second said, I'll go, and then never went. Which one did as the father told? A lot of folks like using this parable as an illustration of following through when you make a promise and the importance of one's word. And while this is certainly uh, an important lesson, it seems to me, though, that Jesus uses this parable to confound the priests and elders even more. That's right, uh, friends. Jesus asks another question with two less than ideal answers. Bless them, the elders and the priests, they, they do their best to try to answer it. But they saved the second son, the one who went and did the father's will. Jesus doesn't really seem to care what their answer to this question was. He's still answering their first question. He tells them that tax collectors and prostitutes, the lowest of the low in society, at the polar end of the, the social strata from where they are, they will be going into God's kingdom ahead of them. To be clear, this is a big deal. Jesus has just told the holy elite of society, the priests and elders, that the lowest of society are going into God's kingdom ahead of them. Why? Because they are the ones who believed in John and in turn believed in Jesus. One commentator I read this week, a Methodist pastor named Charles Campbell, recalled an interview with Dr. Phil from TV. You might uh, be familiar with him. He said the, per the TV personality was once asked if he could interview anyone, who would it be? Dr. Phil said, without a doubt, Jesus Christ. At first thought, you know, not a bad choice. Most of us, myself very much included, would list Jesus at uh, the top of, of a list of people we'd want to have a talk with. But Campbell notes that while many of us would have plenty of things to ask Jesus about, if given the chance, odds are Jesus would use this opportunity to give us a reality check and radically flip our perspective on whatever the root of our question might be. Let's take the elder's question, for instance. They asked Jesus for the source of his authority to touch and heal. Jesus and John the Baptist before him have been telling the people that God's kingdom is at hand. And what are the supposedly holy of the holy worried about? Their own monopoly on power. 
keeping the status quo. Amazing things are happening all around them. People are being healed of unthinkable illnesses and demons. There's an unprecedented excitement among the people. And what do these guys care about? Their own little slice of power and influence. This interaction flips the idea of power and authority on its head. But more importantly, it flips our own understanding of piety, of holiness, upside down. The story ends with Jesus telling the priests and elders that the prostitutes and tax collectors, the lowest on the holy totem pole, will go ahead of them into God's kingdom. Piety and righteousness in God's kingdom are not measured by one's status on earth, not by their ecclesial status, but rather by their willingness to look for God's kingdom and faithfully follow and live into it. When John the Baptist preached out in in the wilderness about the coming of God's kingdom, did the priests and elders of the current religious order follow? No. Who did, though? Outcasts, tax collectors, prostitutes, people who are untouchable in the society. This returns us full circle to the first question asked in the passage, the notion of Jesus' authority. And it's an important one, not just for insecure priests and chief elders, but for Christians today. If Jesus' authority comes only from human origin, then Jesus is just another religious leader. And there were plenty in in Jesus' time. As soon as his time fades on earth, so too will his movement fade. But if Jesus' authority comes from heaven, then God's kingdom is truly at hand. This is not a time to try to protect your slice of power or influence. It's not a time to be insecure, but it's a time to be ready to drop everything and follow. Jesus doesn't end his lesson with the priests and elders here. He gives them just a little more to think about. Not only does he rebuke them for not believing John the Baptist, he also rebukes them for not being willing to change their mind once they had seen his ministry firsthand. Why does Jesus praise the tax collectors and prostitutes? Sure, they follow John's teaching and prophecy, but they also keep an open mind. A willingness to change one's mind, to have it transformed by an experience of God's kingdom breaking into the world around us. Jesus has come into the world now and it will never be the same again. We will never be the same again. We don't have to have a one-on-one with Jesus to hear the challenge of the gospel in our reading. Now that God's kingdom has shown itself, has broken into our reality, will we carry on as usual, or will we seek to live into that kingdom? to look for glimpses of it breaking in around us, keeping our minds and eyes open for the amazing things God will do among us. Then, we just might follow the glorious procession into God's kingdom behind some of the most unlikely of folks. So friends, let us go into this week and our daily lives prepared to live into God's kingdom. May we keep our minds and eyes open seeking not to maintain or retain our own power and influence, but rather seek to humble ourselves, to look for God in the world, and faithfully follow. To God be all glory and power now and forever. Amen.